right, many of us are waiting for our second dose of uh, vaccine for COVID-19. And we are waiting, uh, you know, with great anticipation. Although south of the border is not really the same. They're incentivizing people to, to get vaccinated. Uh, first of all, it started with donuts. Then it moved to beer. Uh, then it moved to million-dollar lotteries. And apparently, I was reading the other day, that one governor is offering people guns, gun, firearms, in, if they get vaccinated. It seems ridiculous, but it's hard to convince Americans to get vaccinated. And there are a lot of extra doses of vaccine just sitting uh, near border towns like Windsor, waiting to be used before they expire. Uh, that's why we've welcomed onto the show Windsor Mayor Drew Dilkins, who's come up with a really interesting idea in order to avoid crossing the border and having to quarantine upon returning after that second dose in the States. Uh, Mayor, welcome to the program. Good to have you on. Hey, good morning, Kelly. This is such a, a, it's a fascinating idea to me. I feel like I have gone down a tunnel, like the Windsor Detroit tunnel, stopped somewhere in the dark and, and shouted, what the heck is going on? Who came up with this cockamamie idea? Would it, it describe what you're proposing? Well, listen, our preferred solution is the one that most people think is reasonable, which is the, the application that we've made to have surplus doses from Michigan imported into Ontario and plugged into our existing system uh, here locally. But that has not been approved for over three weeks by Health Canada, so we're resorting to other creative ideas. And in the city of Windsor, we're, we're very unique when it comes to our border crossing capabilities and that the Ambassador Bridge is one of the only privately owned international crossings between the United States and Canada. And the Windsor-Detroit Tunnel is owned respectively by the city of Windsor and the city of Detroit. We each own our respective halves of that tunnel. Uh, and so that gives us the ability to, to, to basically do what we did yesterday, is get a unanimous approval from our tunnel board uh, to give me the authority to close down the tunnel as required and as necessary and for any length of time that we need in order to facilitate the vaccination, uh, the, the COVID vaccination of folks from our community with doses that are being offered to us by pharmacies in Michigan. In your scenario, no one's crossing the border, though, right? So you painted a line at the center of the tunnel to mark the Canadian-U.S. border. And how are you going to propose that those vaccines are administered? Are we talking about people walking into a dark tunnel, safely distanced, going up to the line and getting their shot? Yeah, I mean, the tunnel's not dark. It's well lit, and, and, and the ventilation in there is really good. The, the, the whole air exchange system fully changes the air in, in the tunnel every 90 seconds. So it's a safe environment, and we would obviously close the facility down to vehicular traffic. Uh, but yeah, if, if forced to do this, if we can't do it on the plaza side, on either the U.S. or the Canadian side, where it would make more sense, we will take minivans of people. We will bring them down to the line. We will bring the pharmacist from the U.S. side to the line with the doses already identified for each individual who is pre-registering. Uh, right now, over 6,200 people have pre-registered for a, a dose in this scenario. And the pharmacist will put her feet firmly on the U.S. side of the line and Canadians will be firmly planted on the Canadian side of the line. And, you know, somewhere in the middle, an arm and a, a, a syringe will meet and the person will be fully vaccinated, be given their second dose health record. We'll have the nurse and the, and the paramedic uh, up top of the, of the tunnel. We'll bring them back up to wait their 15 minutes and then they're good to go. People will be fully vaccinated and they can move on with their life. Genius. That is amazing. Now talk about how close to expiring uh, some of those doses are. Well, that's that's the point. This isn't some fabricated, made-up scenario where we're, we're trying to invent, uh, you know, something to make this happen to gain media attention. People have to know that in my community, 1,200 people a day live in my community, cross to work in healthcare in Detroit. Uh, and if it wasn't for these people who continue to cross 
before the pandemic, but certainly during the pandemic when the border was closed, there would be entire hospitals in Detroit that would have had to have closed. And so we have been contacted by people who live in our community who work as pharmacists and physicians over in Detroit saying, guys, I know we're really behind in Canada on our vaccination, uh, but we're throwing doses away. One They're throwing them away. Well, one lady's a pharmacist at a Costco 15 minutes from the border, and she says, Drew, once I pierce a vial, I give a dose, I have to stand at the front door of the Costco and beg people to take this dose because they don't want it. We've sort of reached a point where people aren't that interested in vaccine over there. Uh, and she says, if it's open for five hours, uh, if I pierce the vial and five hours goes by, it goes in the garbage. I've had to throw dozens of vials away. We can't get rid of it. And it hurts her because she lives here and she knows what everyone here is going through trying to get their second dose. And she's saying, how can I help? How can I make sure we don't throw this liquid gold in the garbage, but get it into the arms of Canadians in our community who are waiting for it? And it's the so, same It's the same vaccine, Kelly. It's produced in Kalamazoo, Michigan. It's the same one that they're using and then the same one that's coming here across the border to, to serve Canadians. It's not some mystery vaccine. It's the Pfizer vaccine made at the same factory that we're all getting it from. Unbelievable. So how, logistically, how would it work? Would you propose that uh, the pharmacists reach out and say, okay, we've got vaccines, uh, they're going to expire Within, you know, five hours, can you shut down the border for, you know, this, you know, an allotted time, like an hour between four and five? Or how would you work that out? Because clearly you're going to still want people crossing the border because they have to get to those jobs. They have to drive across the border. How are you proposing this works? on? Is it on a daily basis, a weekly basis? What are you thinking? We're going to have to coordinate that and we're going to do it the most intelligent way possible. So we're going to try and get the most number of doses into arms uh, for a continuous closure that we can get. So if it even is, even if it's for two or three or four hours, we have no problem managing that. Don't forget that the border has been closed for more than a year. So our traffic in the tunnel is down about 95%. I think we have about 400 and maybe 440 cars a day that go through. Okay. So we would want to do it at a time that's least disruptive for the essential workers that continue to travel. But even if we close our tunnel to do this, the Ambassador Bridge would remain open. Crossing there has been free since the beginning of the pandemic. And people who need to access, uh, to, you know, need access to the United States to get to work or for other essential purposes would still have a way to cross. When would this start? Uh, well, we're, we're ready to go now that we have approval from the tunnel board. So we're just working with the pharmacist on the U.S. side to uh, arrange all of this. We've started the wait list. Again, over 6,200 people have registered uh, on this wait list. Uh, and we will have these folks enroll properly so that the pharmacist in Michigan can actually draw the right number of doses. And then we'll have to figure out and coordinate the closure. And, of course, we'll do it all with CBP and, and uh, our CBSA, our border, border services on both sides of the border, and our, our tunnel partner who operates the U.S. side as well. We have a shared goal, and we're trying to accomplish our shared goal, which is to fully vaccinate our population uh, as quickly and efficiently as possible. And, and, and the pressure for us down here certainly circles around June 22nd being a likely date that you're going to see some activity uh, with reopening in some, for, in some form of the U.S. border. And I want to make sure that our folks are fully vaccinated so that when they cross, they'll have the best ability to come back to Canada without quarantine restrictions. Where are you at with, with the population being vaccinated in Windsor? Well, we're doing pretty well on the first dose, so we're between 60 and 70% on the first dose. Uh, on the second dose, of course, it's, it's, it's pretty much tracking with the rest of Canada, which is below 6%. So uh, when you compare that over to, to Michigan, they're at about 42% fully vaccinated, so we have a long ways to go to catch up to them. Uh, but we want to do this. We want to help our population. And don't forget, every dose that we put into an arm that comes from Michigan helps someone in Canada move up the list faster because that dose can be reassigned to someone on the waiting list uh, here uh, in our country. 
Uh, Drew, I'm sure the wheels are turning for some people. They may not be from Windsor. Could they, could they get on the list? Yeah, we have no problem with that. Uh, you just have to be prepared to, to obviously come down here uh, when, when your name is called, and, and we're communicating with everyone electronically. So uh, obviously, you know, there's, there's probably a reasonable, <laughs> a reasonable radius that people would be willing to travel for this, mm-hmm. but we are not putting a restriction on that. Uh, those who uh, have a first dose of Pfizer, we're only dealing with Pfizer. If you have a first dose of Pfizer and you want to register for the second dose, the wait list available, is available. If they just go to our Facebook page, you can see the post, click the link, and you can register, and we, we would certainly uh, contact you accordingly as soon as, as, soon as the, uh, the, the framework is fully established. What's the Facebook page called? Uh, Mayor Drew Dilkins. Amazing. Drew, thank you so much for your time. It's been a pleasure meeting you and talking about this really great idea. I appreciate it. Thanks very much, Kelly.